Previously on Sammy Magic. The bronzed falcon turned and faced him, its eyes beginning to glow red, and he grew to that of the size of a normal human being. And now there is a full-on wrestling match happening in the skies between Sammy Magic and the bronzed falcon who would do anything to take him out on that day. My God, ladies and gentlemen, we have got us a regular barn burner happening in the skies right now. The bronzed falcon's head collapses into the earth and Sammy Magic holds on to him with all his might because Sammy Magic had done it. He had captured the Bronze Falcon. He had defeated him in aerial combat. The Lionhearts were victorious. Unfortunately for Sammy, however, he did snap both of his arms during the battle, which is why he awoke moments later in the infirmary as a nurse rushes by and hands him a glass of liquid that makes bones grow back. Good work out there today. Strolling his way was none other than Derby. Sammy stares up at Derby, fury in his eyes and bones frantically regrowing in his arm because, ew, that curl into a fist. Derby approaches him cautiously. Oh, okay, look, I know what you're going to say, but it, it, it wasn't me. Really? Sammy comments, staring at her once again. Yes, I saw what happened on the field. You were doing amazingly, and then the bronzed falcon was hexed, and it became that unto a man, that unto a god, and yet you were able to destroy it. Sammy, our entire summer together, you proved to me day in and day out that I can't keep you from Wizard Harvard, no matter how hard I try, so why would I show up? Just to, just to put a hex on a falcon, just to try to hurt you further. Perhaps to prove your point that I don't deserve to be here at Wizard Harvard, that I shouldn't be here, Sammy comments once again. Sammy, I, I never thought you didn't deserve to be at Wizard Harvard. The reason why I don't want you here is because I don't want you getting hurt. I mean, you saw what happened out on that field. Nothing like that has ever happened in a game of wizard football for as long as I've lived, but apparently something is here and it doesn't want you here. All right, Sammy comments, leaning back into his hospital bed. Assume I do believe you. Who exactly here would want something like that? Well, bad boy Barry Snakeman, Professor Alan Rickman, uh, honestly, there's probably a lot of them that don't want you here for numerous reasons. Derby comments in the most blatantly honest way possible. Sammy, you're popular. That means you have enemies. And the more fame you gain, the more popular you become, the more powerful those enemies will become. I never thought you didn't belong at Wizard Harvard. I just... I didn't want to see you get hurt, because I've seen what can happen when someone of your talent gets placed in Wizard Harvard, but I've realized I, I can't keep you away any longer. You've made that evident. You've made it evident that no matter what I did to you, you would never leave this place. So all I can do is warn you. Derby sighs and sits at the foot of his bed. Sammy, the chamber has been opened. Which means events have been put into motion that began at the creation of Wizard Harvard. And I'm not warning you for you. 
I'm warning you for this entire institution, because these events, if they trespass, will lead to the destruction of not only this school, but quite possibly our kind. What are you talking about? Sammy comments, sitting up, staring at her. Sammy, if what happens, happens, if the chamber is not closed, if you don't succeed, magic will die. This sentiment causes Sammy to stare at her, his eyebrows furrowing. That's ridiculous. It's magic. You can't just kill magic. No. No, you can't. Derby smiles quietly. But you can kill everyone who can use it. This sentence hung in the thick air, terrifying Sammy to his core before he finally strengthens his resolve and stares back up at Derby. Derby, I, I have a question, and I need you to answer it honestly. Derby stares at him and offers a quiet nod, symbolizing her compliance. Who is the heir of Badman? Oh, that. <laughs> Derby smiles once again, staring at the ground. The heir of Badman is not a single person. It's a lineage passed down from generation to generation, and currently the main heir of Badman is none other than... Before Derby can finish this sentence, the door opens, forcing her to vanish into thin air. Sammy stares angrily at that empty spot at the end of his bed where Derby once sat, until he notices Professor Kitty Cat and Grumblebum entering the hospital room. Grave looks on their faces while being followed by another bed, a bed featuring none other than Richard Maddow, Wizard Harvard's ace reporter. Part of Sammy smiled, realizing he wouldn't have to deal with those annoying questions from Maddow until he looked closer and realized that Richard wasn't moving. His hands were frozen in front of him, his entire body unmoving as if he was a pillar of salt. In Richard's left hand was a notebook and a pen in his right. Grumblebum sighs and reaches over, pulling out the notebook before throwing it over to Sammy. What happened to him? Sammy comments before looking down at the notebook, which read, Oh, hey, cool, a, a giant snake! You know, this'll be a great scoop for the paper, I- Oh, crap, that's a giant snake! Samuel, Grumblebum comments, sitting at the foot of the bed where Derby once was. The chamber has been opened, and the basilisk has found itself slithering through our halls, and- his very sight can petrify any human with a single glance, which, which is unfortunately how our dear friend Mr. Maddow turned himself into a living wax figure. Sammy, we need your help. We need you to close the chamber. Okay, I am still a student, right? Sammy comments, looking down at his one arm that had been replaced with wood and his other arm that was rapidly regrowing bones. Yeah. Well, yes, you are a student, but also you're the one who defeated evil Douglas, Sammy. We, we need your help. Grumblebum insists once again. Yeah, but I've lost one arm. I've broken another. I, I feel like at some point I deserve a little bit of rest. Sammy is insistent, but unfortunately, he knew the truth. He knew that 
while there were more powerful wizards at that school, they didn't have that tenacity that he had. They didn't have that lion heart that he had. And Sammy stared down exhaustedly before looking up at Grumblebum. Fine. I will close the chamber, but I need your help. Anything, Grumblebum comments. What do you need? With that, Sammy pulls out the list of ingredients needed for the transformation potion that Harmony needed before tossing it at Grumblebum. How he got the recipe? I have no idea. That evening, Sammy delivers unto Harmony and Greg the ingredients for their transformation potion. They decided to meet in the perfect spot for espionage. The girls' restroom. I'm not really sure what the idea was behind this, but they thought, Hey, let's meet up in the girls' bathroom, which is haunted, by the way, to do our weird transformation. It, whatever. Harmony excitedly gathers up all of the ingredients before taking them to her cauldron, mixing them up and getting ready to produce a transformation potion. Alright, so we've got all the ingredients here, thanks to Sammy's interference with Grumblebum, but there is one last thing we need. She comments before pulling out two large syringes from within her robe. We need their DNA. Harmony, Greg comments. What are the syringes for? Oh, I figured we could just like, you know, stab them, get a little bit of the blood out, and then we could put it in the potion. Harmony? Yes? We can use their hair. We could use their hair, we could use their spit, we could use a numerous amount of things that would not involve us having to stab two living human beings. Are you sure? I, I really, I love the syringe idea. Harmony, I don't know what exactly has happened in your character development where you just want to stab people and steal their blood, but, uh, no, we're just gonna get a little bit of their hair. Fine. Harmony comments, putting away the syringes for another day. I promise you she will probably find a use for them. Hair and spit, blood and bone, toilet girl sits all alone. A voice calls from a nearby stall, and it's- that's right, it's- It's her, baby! It's Toilet Girl! Toilet Girl's here! What is that noise? Sammy comments as Toilet Girl makes her triumphant debut in this series, because I just- I couldn't figure out a way to write her out of this. Hi, Sammy! Toilet Girl comments while just brushing her gross fingers through Sammy's hair. It's really terrible. I like that you come to the toilet to do your dark machinations. What are you doing later tonight when you want to watch Fast and the Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw? Absolutely not, Sammy comments while Toilet Girl begins to sob openly. But it's a really fun tale of friendship and what happens when Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Jason- No, no, I know what the- I know what the movie's about, Sammy comments. I just don't want to watch it with you. But Sammy, I've lived my whole life in this toilet. All I've wanted is friendship. You see, back in 1932, my family moved to America on a boat, and I- A 
Okay, no, we do not have time for Toilet Girl backstory. To you know what? Toilet Girl, um, you just go hide for a few. We're just gonna do our own thing. Are you sure I can help you steal their blood? Actually, you know what? We're good. In fact, we're gonna go get the hair, not the blood. We're gonna go do that. You hang out here. You take it. You know what, toilet girl? This is your toilet, and it's wrong that we invaded it. So you need to never speak to me again, and we're gonna get out of here. With that, Sammy immediately grabs Harmony and Greg by the scruff of their shirts and rushes them towards the door. Hey, wait, I'm still working on the potion, Harmony comments. Absolutely not. We are not staying with Toilet Girl. Bye! They rush out of that bathroom immediately getting ready to steal some hair, some DNA from snips and snails. And unfortunately, it wouldn't take long for them to find them as Sammy immediately comes face to face with bad boy Barry Snakeman. Well, hello there, Magic. Enjoying a little bit of time in the bathroom with Toilet Girl? Snakeman comments, lighting a fire behind Sammy's eyes. No, no, really, it's okay. I understand. We all, we all have thought about it every once in a while. Like, you know what, Toilet Girl? She's a little bit of a Toilet Girl, but you know, maybe me and her could, like, have a thing. I could fix her. Yeah, I know. But really, Sammy, this is low on the totem pole, even for you. I was not in there for Toilet Girl. I was in there for... For what? I was in there for, um... I was in the women's restroom for... Yeah, this was a bad plan, wasn't it? Sammy comments, looking over at Harmony and Greg, who respond with small shrugs. Well, don't worry about it, Sammy. I'm not here to judge you for your choice in romantic partners. I'm simply here to ask you a question. Fine. What is it? Oh, I was just curious if you happen to know what happened to Richard Maddow. This causes Sammy's eyes to widen. The news of Maddow's petrification had been slowly circulating around the school, and everyone had had their own small rumor started about what happened to the ace reporter of Wizard Harvard. He was petrified. He came face to face with the basilisk, and it petrified him. Hmm, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Petrification by giant snake, of course. Or, perhaps... And this is just a theory. A wizard theory. Um, perhaps the biggest wizard in the yard, Sammy Magic, realized that Richard Maddow was getting close to discovering the truth. Maybe Sammy realized that old Maddie was learning of the fact that Sammy Magic is what he's denied he was all along. The heir of Badman. Be careful with your next words, Snakeman. Sammy comments, now glaring a hole through Barry Snakeman, as Harmony and Greg each glare a hole in snips and snails, respectively. I'm sorry, is that... is that a threat? Barry comments, laughing under his breath, causing Sammy to immediately back down, fearing that he was merely confirming everything Snakeman had thought about him. Because, no, seriously, if it's a threat, if this is a fight you want, I'm more than willing to give it to you. 
With that comment, Snakeman reaches into the pocket of his robe and pulls out a small piece of paper, which he crumples up and tosses in Sammy's face. Seems old daddy's starting up his own new special class. Sammy stares down at that paper before unraveling it to reveal that Gandalf was starting his very own dueling club here at Wizard Harvard. Why would he do that? Sammy comments, exasperated, as Barry merely laughs in response. Oh, that's right, baby! You messed with the big dog, which means now it's time to do! Thank you for listening to the mini adventures of Sammy Magic, produced by the BS Network and performed by Scotty Moore. Many thanks to Orion Ibert of the Lavender Lemonade Collective for our album art, and massive thanks to Umbria for the use of their music. This week's sorting ceremony will be performed for a lovely friend and a talented individual, Val Patron. Hand to Val! You are just a little chaos animal, and that is something that we here at Sammy Magic 110% can get down with. And where do all of the true chaos bringers go? Why, none other than the home of Barry Snakeman himself. That's right, Valpatron. Your rude boy, boy, boy can't get enough. You're not, it's, it, I was singing the song, but no, welcome, Val, to the Rude Boys. Now, if you would like to have your own sorting ceremony, you can, of course, get it by donating at patreon.com slash a load of BS, or just pick up you some Sammy Magic merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com and send a picture of you rocking it, wearing it, doing whatever to us on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That is S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. And as always, remember the many adventures of Sammy Magic is a work of complete and total parody. Which means you can't sue me. <laughs>